0: Welcome to Spinning Out. I'm your host, Josh Robbins. This is a podcast where we talk to artists about their favorite albums. Today on the pod, I'm talking with Warren Franklin, of the aforementioned name, Warren Franklin and the Founding Fathers, and also of the band, the long-running emo band, Joie de Vries. I hope I pronounced that correctly, so we'll try it again. Joie de Vries. Joie. Joie. Well, sorry that I butchered that. So today we are talking about the 1985 Kate Bush album Hounds of Love. I uh, had a lot of fun listening to that album and talking with Warren Franklin. So, we'll just listen to Warren Franklin talk about it right now. Life's in it.
1: Stuck at home and need new records, but it doesn't feel safe to venture out, or you don't want to support big box stores? Go to lunchboxrecords.com for the best new releases and a whole lot more. If you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, you can do safe pickup, but if you live elsewhere in the United States, they'd be happy to ship to you. At checkout, just enter discount code SPINNINGOUT for 10% off. Come on, you love new music, so trust me, it's easy.
0: The first thing I actually wanted to kind of mention just off the bat was, yeah. so we were both doing Instagram shows, um, right? and I guess if you wanted to kind of explain what your Instagram show is, and we'll kind of, you know, go into it a little bit more.
2: Yeah, so I have artists on, um, usually artists that have influenced me, uh, or just like buds that I play shows with and I have them on to play songs and we trade songs kind of like, like a songwriters round of sorts. And I also like interview them and uh, it's been an extremely positive experience and just really been uh, the light of my life recently in these dark times.
0: Yeah, and what, what got you to, um, what helped you decide to do them?
2: Uh, really, it started off because I missed like seeing my friends and I had no better way of doing it at the time I was quarantined and I just, I wanted to play music and I wanted to try to find the feeling of playing a show, you know, Uh, like, like you were talking earlier about how on your show, you know, you wanted to capture that feeling of discovering a record that you may not have from a friend at a show, you know, it's like a similar thing. I wanted to capture a vibe that I was missing. And I thought the best way to do that is to, have someone right in front of me you know that that's listening to me play and then i could play for them you know it's it's the only way that we could really connect in that way or else you are just you know playing for ghosts which doesn't really feel that good i mean obviously like people comment and like but having a person right in front of you watching you play it's a uh, much more satisfying and gives you that feeling of like actually performing you know
0: yeah i think like well Early on with uh, quarantine, the the Instagram story that or live series that I was doing um, was actually kind of, I guess, the second brand of what I was doing. Originally, like, oh, really? I think March or April. Time's, like, really weird right now. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's, like, somewhere in that bubble of time. Um, so I now. had started doing a thing where I would just – like pull out my records and talk about what records oh, that's dope. the main point was like it was like black flag and so i'd like pull out yeah. all of my black flag records and just like talk about them for a second and then then like i did one and then like another one and then a friend was like oh i want to talk to you about records too and so then i just started having friends on just if we both had like a full set so mainly it'd be like yeah if we would talk about like Black Sabbath and then they had the Black Sabbath records that I didn't have or just that's like dope. we in the, my, me and my wife's record collection, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, complete collections on accident that when we like merge things, sure. like, oh that's you know, awesome, that's so kismet. yeah. And so <laughs> like, it'd be, yeah. So then I'd have a friend on to talk about dinosaur junior, but you know, but the drawback of that was essentially you're spending so much time like being like, this record's cool, right? And they're like, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. like visual, but it, it just kind of felt like kind of tedious. And and sure. you know, I still wanted that thing where it's like you're talking, but sometimes depending on how many records a band has, like if it were mm-hmm. like guided by voices, it's like oh god, you're yeah. just like here's a record, like hundred and fifty
2: record.
3: records,
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was like we, me and a friend, did fucked up. And he had a lot of fucked up records and I had not as many, but together it was like just a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah. You're, also, you're also capturing something that's not going on very much right now. You know, the same yeah. way that I'm trying to was, which is, you know, learning about records from friends at shows. It's not happening, but yeah. like you're trying to bring that vibe in the same way that I'm trying to bring like, like more of a performance vibe
0: to yeah. mine. One, one so. of the things like when I moved into uh, spinning out as when it was the Instagram series um, was kind of like taking some of that, uh, like just kind of simplifying it sure. just being like, well, why don't we just talk about one record and then everything. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of, then what evolved from there was, I would just let people pick whatever record they want instead of nice. like me trying to guide it, like with the record thing. Yes, talking because like kind of going into what we're talking about today. Yeah, and that, um, that's
2: kind of like what I did with choosing the covers that we do. Yeah. At first, I was like trying heavily to guide it, like to push the artist towards a cover, and then after a while, I was like, you know, I should let them choose, and just kind of be at their mercy because you know if it's a band I've never heard. That's totally fine. I'm down to like try.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like the the thing where it's like, it's like challenging me to listen yes. to
2: things that, not that I mm-hmm. even
0: ever had like a problem of, of, and none of them have been like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. It's just.
2: Right. I haven't. And there's That's just the same thing. So yeah. Up. It's like Chris Simpson wanted to do uh, a smog cover. And that was incredibly difficult. Cause I don't know if you've heard Bill Callahan or smog, yeah. but he, he's got that, that, baritone you know that deep voice that just cannot be duplicated but that was like what we wanted to try and neither of us could pull it off and we spent like three days on our own trying to come up with a smog cover and then we both like kind of came back at the same time like hey i can't do this (laughs) oh great yeah i (laughs) feel like we pick spoon after that
0: yeah when you were saying like uh you were i feel like i would be in the camp of picking people's covers because like, I don't, I don't feel like, uh, I guess, super confident as a, as a musician. So I'd be like,
2: let's pick this thing I know. I can play, I already you know? know. Yeah. So, and that's how it started out. And especially yeah. when I was doing like one a week, like doing, learning a cover a week. It, it's a lot. Yeah. And I've also kind of realized that asking my guests to even like learn a cover, that's, that's a lot to ask from them, you know, like. And uh, I think sometimes it's a selling point where they're like, oh, I really want to do this show so I can cover Spoon or whatever. And then sometimes it's like, there's no way I can do this show because I'm too busy to learn a cover. So I've tried to keep the cover thing for the next season optional. So I guess like the way
0: you split it into seasons probably was just honestly like wanting a break from it, from it for like a month or so.
2: Exactly. And also to like to book artists and to like carefully book them. Because yeah. the way I had it with one a week, it, it became a little bit of a scheduling nightmare where I'd have artists like having to switch with each other. And, and uh, at, at some point, you know, we'd have a flyer made and then the artist had to switch the date, you know, like stuff like that kept happening. So what I wanted to do was give it, make it looser and give it like spread it out more. Yeah. So if we do need to switch a date, I, I already have all this open. So for this season, I've only chosen like a few artists and I'm just like spreading them out like, like throughout the month. Yeah. So there's like room if they need to switch, especially with the artists I'm working with for the season, they have very busy schedules. And uh, a few of them I don't have a solid date for, but I'm gunning for them so hard and they, they want to do it so badly that it's just like, these are the artists. I don't know when they're coming out exactly, but they are coming on. What is the name of your series? Uh, oh, it actually just got a name. I haven't okay. even, I keep forgetting that it has a name now that no one knows about. Uh, it's called Franklin Comes Alive.
0: Okay, that's great. Yeah, love that. Yeah,
2: it's a playoff of the, you know, Frampton Comes Alive, which uh, I think is, is interesting because a lot of younger people aren't going to get the reference. <laughs> like I said it to my friend the other day and he was like, sounds like a musical. And I was like, no, no, it's like, it's like, it's like Frampton. Like, Frampton Comes Alive. He's like, eh, it sounds like a musical. What? Well it's oh, funny
0: God. to think about <laughs> that is like um it, it's okay, so like with Frampton comes alive, it's like it feels yeah. like it wasn't even really relevant for us, but it was relevant no. because of uh Wayne's World. Wayne's and, World. And yeah.
2: uh and um there there was another sketch about it on arrested development.
0: Oh, okay. But we're probably even we're so far even from arrested development now that right like, exactly if you talk to someone like younger than when that originally came out
1: you know Mm -hmm.
0: then that means nothing to them
2: (laughs) right i know exactly (laughs) which feels like
0: so many of my references all the time are like references that only like you know that people younger than me
2: do not get exactly i know it uh and like there there were a lot of people like i was like hesitant about the name so i was like this is really funny and it's been a joke for a long time but i was hesitant about it so i was like is this too goofy but then I was like, "Nah, it's nah, it's not too goofy. It, it's it's great because yeah. it's already like kind of like a selfish, serious show, and I wanted to like lighten the tone a bit, you know, with the name."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think though, like sometimes I feel like, especially when it was like Instagram, and since it was like going through my band, um, it was it felt like it was like no one's asking me to do it. But then I would also like when it was done. Right, Dan's would also be like like my guest would be like, oh that you know that actually like helped me a lot like yeah that's, that's been like a super important thing like you know yes it inherently to really do anything creative is selfish it's selfish <laughs> but you know yeah. it's also like I think you know I I think it's yeah you know, I'm kind of like speaking to you too in a mm-hmm. sense like. It's like, I, I know personally that it, it's been helpful to people that yes. had a chance, especially like right now, because it's like, uh, you know, I don't really see that
2: many people face to face. No, that's the thing is that that connection has been important, you know, for me and, and for, you know, some of the guests that have come on. They've definitely said that this was something that really made me feel better. You know, at least there was there was some joy for a little bit there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just to, to share music with someone, just yeah, just plain and simple,
3: like yeah.
2: going online and sharing music with another person is is helpful for me, especially.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess like, uh, so I guess kind of directly since we were talking around like
2: quarantine,
0: like how has it been treating
2: you? So uh, I've been back. I was quarantined for two, three months. I went back, I think I went back to work in June. Uh, I work at a garden. So it's like, you know, all outside. So it's not very, uh, I feel pretty good about being here. Like I feel fairly safe. You know, I wear my mask all the time. Uh, So right now I'm working constantly. And there's a bit of a sense of normalcy that has taken over. When I first came back, it was bizarre. You know, just everyone wearing masks and just kind of the social ins and outs of, of, you know, being alive right now in, or in, uh, in COVID times. Uh, but it's gotten better. And I think uh, everyone's been very responsible around me. And that's helped me feel okay about it. Um, but there's been a, a sense of normalcy that has definitely taken over recently. Where at first, you know, when I was in quarantine, I didn't know what to do for the first month of being quarantined. I lost all my jobs at the time because I was working at, two music venues, you know, and uh, an art museum, and that there's all event-based stuff. And all of that was just gone in a day. So I just didn't, I was lost completely. And then, you know, music not happening at all. It was just, I felt like completely lost. Uh, so I think when I, when I had the idea to do the show, I was able to concentrate on it. And I was able to, you know, give it so much because it, I had so much time to do so. And I really feel like it it cultivated it in a really special way.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I definitely feel that because kind of similar situation. Like I was working mainly at like one venue and then would kind of sub in for sound at another. Um, And then also worked like an events company that was just like weddings. And
2: yeah, you're in the same boat exactly as I was, dude. I was, I was working weddings and stuff too. And yeah. obviously that's not
0: going on right now. No, so it was like, is they're all event-based. So yeah. that's, you know, done for however long that ends up being, not to bum people out too much. But um, so I guess, like, as we kind of move into... Uh, you wanted to talk about uh, Kate Bush's 1985 yes. ounce, uh, Hounds of Love.
2: My Lord and Savior, Kate Bush.
0: I feel like <laughs> there's... And I don't know i i really like sometimes when i think about kate bush i'm like i don't Hmm. know why i haven't like spent really like any time listening to her honestly it's a name you know it's like yeah you know it's like
2: sure yeah yeah
0: it's it's just like a name you know and and i knew like some of the songs without like realizing it but yeah like whenever people usually talk to me about Kate Bush, they have that same kind of reaction about her if they're a fan. Um, But it's just something, you know, like I just hadn't gotten around to listen to for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, and that, that makes sense. I have other artists like that for sure where it's like I know it's good and I know it's very influential and I know it's important, but I just haven't sat down to actually take that dive yet. And I'm sure, you know, eventually I will like stuff like Tom Waits, like I haven't listened to pretty much any Tom Waits. Like I don't know anything about him, but I know he's influential and I know he's great and I know I'd like it, but I haven't sat down to actually listen to it. It almost feels like sometimes you like run out of of capacity or something. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, sometimes it's it's like you, when you, especially when you know what you like, you just kind of find things that you know, you're going to like things in that general area. Um, Sure but you know it's so to kind of like for me sometimes I mean I I would I feel like even calling her pop like kind of takes away a lot of the things but even that with doing this and doing like the Instagram version mm -hmm. like I try and be like conscious about even how I refer to pop because sure like I know that it's like it's as big of a genre as any and of course like I uh, what I'm what I'm thinking about now and it's like a weird tangent but it's kind of like when people they'll share the meme and it'll be like, uh, "This person wrote a song, but look how many people wrote this Beyonce song." Oh God, and yeah, it's like I've it's seen such that. old man shit.
2: You I know, know. that's it, some boomer it, shit. Yeah,
0: but it's like, <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know if that's like the same thing. Like, I don't know, like who writes it, or but like it could be her, you know? But it, it doesn't, it doesn't like the music isn't the same in that way. Sure. And it also, it's like you know it's it, it just it's yeah like you said it's just boomer shit like it's but it's funny it's like I see people even younger than me then it's like mm-hmm. who cares what Pink Floyd did it's like we all you know if you like Pink Floyd <laughs> yeah, like
2: Beyonce that's 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 cool, cool. And like I it's definitely it's not, they're not do. the same right and it's funny because uh, my local record store if you go to my local record store you'll find Kate Bush under the new wave section which I always thought was really interesting mm-hmm. and pretty, I've, I mean, I have no qualms with that. I, I totally get why someone would say, Oh yeah. Kate Bush, that's a new wave artist. I kind of get it. Like I yeah. see where they're coming from with that.
0: Yeah. there. Um, I, mean, I also think it's kind of funny. Like sometimes cause now I'm kind of like comparing it to like Lady Gaga in my head since I did sure. an episode with Carl uh, from museum mouth and like, there are like similarities there not to like kind of make them into one thing, but it's like, uh, I think this is what sometimes people do with like pop songs. Like they'll, they'll hear the singles
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: and they'll almost assume that that's,
2: that's how the that's rest of the music is. And but if you like, listen to Hounds of Love, which is yeah. the single or not Hounds of Love um, running up that hill, yes. which is the first single off of uh, Hounds of Love, it has a new wave of the drums like it has like that new wave sound I could totally see how someone would only hear running up that hill and be like oh yeah Kate Bush the new wave artist and it's got like the synth line that you know that's new wavy for sure so that totally makes sense to your point
0: yeah another thing I feel like that kind of um, almost like gave me a little pause and kind of like getting into Kate Bush is like people that like kate bush seemed to just not shut the fuck up about it oh yeah no, it's almost i'm one of like them <laughs> a contrarian thing with me like i'll be like yeah i am purposely not listening to it today because of that but exactly it's like well i like, kind of missed out because well, this is really he's gotta,
2: sometimes you gotta find stuff on your own in your yeah. own time and uh and someone's constantly telling you that this is the best thing ever you're likely to not feel like it's like yours you know what i mean And I feel like that's an important feeling with music is to feel like, oh, this is like, like you're the only person that's ever heard this. There's like that feeling that you get sometimes with your favorite records. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. And this is a, it feels like now it's like an ongoing bit with the podcast. But um, so a lot of times when like checking out these new albums, like however often, like I'll, I've been running a lot lately. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I put this on right well, the first time I heard it, I put it on like an early morning run. Oh, that's perfect. And, like when it's like, it's actually funny because it's like the song's running up that hill. And yeah. when I start the run, it goes uphill and then it kind of Oh, it's goes perfect. Up. So it's like, it was just like, and that song, uh, the way it starts out, it is like, it's, it's the best song to start the record with. Oh, 100%.
2: So, yeah. That song was incredible. That song is the best bridge that I can think of. Uh, the bridge where she's like it's like come on baby come on darling let's exchange the experience that part oh man i love that so much
0: yeah it's It's funny sometimes it's weird that i feel like for whatever reason um like i feel like people will just go like oh pop music and not really Mm -hmm. like think about like the nuance of like a lot exactly what the people do either musically or like lyrically a lot of times too um and just sort of like give guitar man like a big pat on the back you know, like <laughs> yeah it makes me think of the uh like when that um that w- when ryan adams covered the taylor swift record oh god yeah. and then people were like oh i love this but it's Ooh, like so you know indie. i know there's a lot of context loaded up to even mentioning it mm-hmm. now but, Immediately, uh, yeah. but it's like it's like those songs were already good like it's like oh yeah well, they didn't here. need
2: that indie. they didn't need the ryan adams treatment they were already very good they're way better than he could ever make them
0: yes that's yeah and that's that's what i would have said um and like even the like sometimes i'll see and this is kind of different and i don't think this is, this is loaded up but when i see like a dude artist cover like a you know a, a female artist of any mm-hmm. capacity sometimes it's sort of like Like all I can think of is like someone like this one specific artist covered like Julian Baker and then people were yeah, oh, wow. And it's like, the song was already great. Like I don't need a man playing the guitar to like give me a reason to like it.
2: Sure. But it's funny because as someone who covers female artists quite a bit, because, you know, I have, you know, a lot of people that uh, I have on are female and they want to play a female artist. Of course I'm, I'm, totally down but I never really think of it like that and the way you're putting it uh, I definitely feel that but I've never really looked at myself and thought that about it because I still I don't know I I try to keep the feminine aspect of it I don't know I don't like ever feel like I'm I don't try to change the key just like I try to stay as true as I can to a cover when I'm doing like a female artist and I feel like a lot of dudes that that do it they, they change it so much and trying to make it masculine, you know, and yeah, that's and just sometimes, not.
0: Yeah. Cool. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Sometimes okay. it's not, sometimes it's not even, or a lot of times it's not even like what that person covering it has done. It's almost like mm-hmm. then how men will respond off of it. So it's not, mm. it doesn't always seem like it's like a problem of the like male artist doing it. Um, sure. it's covering is covering it's, you know, whatever, right but you know, it's, um, it's, it's just kind of how, I guess mainly, mainly I'm kind of probably focusing on that one aspect, like the sure. covers and it's like, you know, it's, it's just like you could have listened to the song otherwise, like you didn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, you're not getting anything. more you're, not out, getting you're getting a lot less out of it. And also I, I it's agree. Like I agree. People don't, there's like a context to pop too. Yep. That's like there's performance there's things where it's
2: like, and there's a the context of being a female and singing a song, you know, like that,
0: you know, and then there's kind of like a, it's like if someone's sang, there may, be, I don't know if it's so much Kate Bush, cause I feel like she definitely does like a lot of runs vocally, but it's like, mm-hmm. if you were to take out, like, I guess we'll keep using the Taylor Swift analogy. If you were to take yeah. out some of the words and just put them to guitar, you're losing a lot of the elements of, you know, the nuance of, The reason why she probably sings it that way, along with yes, you know, and so it's like exactly, you know, so then I feel like someone would be like, "Well, these lyrics are simple," but it's like, but it's kind of and you're missing the nuance how
2: she performs. Yes, exactly, and it's funny that we're talking about this because you know, running up that hill is a song about gender equality, and uh, what's great about it is it's a single and it's a huge fuck you to like record industry. And, uh, you know, just anyone that was trying to hold her back. Because, you know, it's, uh, and if I only could make a deal with God and get him to swap our places, like, you know, be a man. And then I'd, then I'd be running up that hill, you know, running up that road with no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? that That's like, like the basis of that song is gender equality. So it's yeah. it's really interesting to bring that up.
0: Yeah, I mean, she, like, there's just, there's really like so much It's like, since this was the first time ever listening to it, it's like, I feel like it's just kind of like, well, how it hits me, like musically, I don't even know if I really had the time to really even like process that a lot of like the lyric mm-hmm. aspect. So it's awesome that you obviously have, you know, like you would be more <laughs> yeah. of the uh, authority of it and uh, you know, this conversation. So, but I did know that there's one thing I was looking up and it's been in more recent, uh, times it's like whenever Kate Bush uh kind of mentioned uh Teresa May have you Mm -hmm. read anything about that I haven't well she was she just kind of said like just in a general sense like it was good that you know there was like a female leader like she was just yeah uh, just saying nice things about that it's a woman in charge I can see people were like well that means so you're like a Tory, you know, like you're like,
2: <laughs> yeah, monarchy.
0: And then, then she made another no statement was, and was like, I'm not pro, you know, I'm not a Tory, you know, but that's the reason
2: she like she was just speaking on the back. Then, yeah. She was, was like, good to see a female. Yeah, But yeah.
0: it's funny. Cause she could have left it at that. And then people could have been like, cause I feel like that's been a thing, almost like a Republican Democrat divide. And mm-hmm. people like, you know, I have oh, seen that's... more instances of people being like, well, that person's a Tory. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I know. Yeah. And, but it's like to, to have her being someone of her caliber like sure. just being like, no, I'm going to tell you who I am. And then she was like, I'm not. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I almost like, I'm like afraid that I'm getting the terms mixed up. There's like, I always, it's like the labor party and Tories. Uh, yeah.
2: Kind of yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's complicated. Cause it's, yeah, like you said, it's England. But, yeah. But Tories are like
0: the queen sympathizers hmm. or you know, uh, and kind of I guess our Republicans which the one to one is not but it's, it's close I think
2: it's like yeah. the more conservative
0: party and then the labor party
2: the so labor party probably, yeah, you know, probably you know like yeah yeah I hadn't heard that that's interesting uh, Kate Bush too is just always uh, she was so ahead of her time in everything that she did like everything that she did like her record before Hounds of Love, it's called The Dreaming, and it sounds nothing like Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love was a response to The Dreaming not doing well because The Dreaming is, is like this crazy art rock, like screaming vocal, uh, epic, wild album that she produced herself. Uh, and, it's, and it's such an out there album. It's incredible but it's like a straight up like there are moments that are just heavy on the album. Like, and this was doing this, you know, 83, you know, yeah. before anyone was doing anything like that. And uh, she's just always been so ahead of the curve in everything that she's done. And then, you know, she's set without even really people knowing it, she's set so many trends, you know, like there are no Fiona apples, you know, or anything like that without Kate Bush
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that's i mean that's just correct like i don't yeah, yeah. i don't know how to end this is <laughs> that's, a, from that's, into a it. that's a fact <laughs> yeah it's just a fact
2: um, i feel she, like she's, she's, she's so definitely underrated. opened
0: a lot of doors i think like another thing that also like kind of like confused me for a while or i would get it mixed mm-hmm. up it's kind of funny to mention um, i would actually get kate bush mixed up with kate nash Sometimes. oh wow yeah that's funny yeah, and it's so i'd be like and i don't I mean, it's like i don't have any problem with kate nash but it'll be no funny, either. you know but it but it was like more of a recent thing and i'm like why but it, it would be kind of like it's like people are that obsessed with that and i don't even mean like a quality <laughs> to the music but it was just sure. like you know and so then right. it'd be like oh wait we're talking about kate bush and i have to always have to like remember um mm-hmm. that uh but like kate nash has been like more prevalent in like TV shows and stuff, sure. so it's like easier to. But back yeah. in the day, I'd be like, "Wait, we're talking about Kate Nash, you <laughs> know?"
2: But,
3: <laughs>
0: but
2: yeah, I don't know. It's so funny.
0: Uh, there's also
2: there's the placebo cover of Running Up That Hill. Have you heard that? I I maybe. Yeah, because yeah. placebo covered it, and that I feel like like so many people like heard that, but have never heard the Kate Bush version. You know, oh. like. Uh, and that's a good cover, honestly. That, that is a rare instance of a male performer doing a good job, you know, covering a song of, of that caliber, even. Like, that, that song was not a song that I would ever think I would enjoy a cover of by anyone. But yeah. uh, Placebo's cover is really good. Uh, and, the, you know, her bringing in, like, all the, the theatrical aspects into, like, rock music the way that she did was also something that's, way ahead of its time and that's coming from her like first record which had to have been like 70s I'm not entirely sure I think like
0: 78 Um, might have been her debut from looking it up Uh, Uh, yeah I mean she's had a really long career especially it's what it also made me think like sometimes I get kind of jealous well none of us are touring right now so it doesn't really matter (laughs) but, but I'm like she has like barely toured no. Um, because it's something I was reading where it's like she almost like, they, they, I don't know if she's been public about the why, but it's like, yeah. viewed, like someone got like hurt in one of her early tours, like badly yeah. injured, and so she hasn't they say that's why she hasn't toured. I don't know if that's exactly true, but you know, it's like she has barely toured throughout this yes, barely. her career from
3: 1978
0: on. Mm-hmm. Um, So I thought I, that was kind of interesting to like imagine that she's had I know, staying power with without playing, playing many shows at all
2: um yeah it's crazy that is so crazy I, I actually heard that it was more or i read in an interview that it was more like anxiety that's kept her away from touring yeah which is something i think i understand it like it's, yeah. it's very easy to understand that i'm sure you do too where i mean if you were constantly i mean you and I, and you've toured a good bit, right? Yeah. Like you and I, you know, we've toured and, uh, but we haven't been forced to make that our living. Like, it, it's, you know, and it's not like we have to do this. We have no choice, but if we want to make money, we've got to be touring, you yeah. know? And I feel like that pressure, I can, I can totally understand how that gets to someone. It can maybe even turn you off from doing it, I mean, if you were able to not, and you would have less pressure and be happier then you know, I totally get why she would do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like if she, I, I would say that if she had toured more, she would be even bigger, but I think the place yeah. that it holds in people's consciousness is a great place right. to be.
2: Like, it's like, you're not, no, for I mean, sure. it's,
0: it, then you're just like a more respected, kind of coveted artist. And it makes it, you know what pressure.
2: she's like, she, She's like she's like Frank Ocean in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like Frank Ocean barely tours, you know, like ever. And he he became this mythic figure. You know, I feel like Kate Bush became that too, this mythic figure, because you know, she was never around. People like didn't know her at all. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. People
2: like there are a lot of artists that are around and like you know them, you understand their personality because uh, they do interviews and, and all that I'm not saying like you know them like personally but you understand what they're like yeah. you know and I don't know really what Kate Bush is like I mean I've, I've watched interviews with her and I've read a lot that she said but I still don't have that like tangibility that you have with other artists who have toured and who have been more open and it makes them mythic you know it makes them larger than life
0: yeah you project,
2: mean, you project on it
0: yeah and I think like I mean, I would hope, because like I was saying, like the thing where she made the statement about not being pro-Tory, um, yeah. it's sometimes with like artists, like even thinking about, you know, Morrissey, it's like, you oh, kind of yeah. wish they wouldn't say anything. You know? I, I, like, I wish, gone, you know, I wish she would so never like, talked. I don't think that she has that there, but, you no, know, it's I like, but it's like either way, thank you for being, you know, private. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I mean, don't think that's her trip, but.
2: I've been wrong before obviously Morrissey being the example yeah. where I've you know thought like oh I love this artist so much they would they wouldn't do anything like that and then immediately you know they've come out and done terrible things and I'm just like fuck I was wrong so I, I hope it's not like that because I've been wrong before but I don't think it's that case with Bush. I think uh she maybe didn't word something correctly you know
0: yeah I mean I, I always know. think like it's like it's like now I feel like I just kind of hold on to like Robert Smith and I'm like, please, yes. don't, learn how to use <laughs> please don't like don't. Twitter
2: or something. Well, I mean, know? Robert Smith is kind of seems like a bit of a prick, but not in the same way. Like he just kind of doesn't seem like a nice guy. well that's seems like a thing. very dour. I
0: was, I was talking with someone recently, like it's like there's a certain level of prick that I'm okay, you, it's it's like we're okay with. So, you know, it's like if yeah. you're just straight up, like, if you're like Liam Gallagher, <laughs> yeah it's like it's fine you're not like yeah you know, you're not like phobic. not offensive yeah you're not openly phobic in any sort of way that he's shown yeah. yet and he's he's present enough that he would have said something stupid in that regard you know, yeah. so it's like i can take that that's fine if you want to be that like mm. i was thinking of i was talking with someone recently and they mentioned mark koslik with all the stuff that came uh, out yeah recently and it's kind of like i was just hoping Mm. that he was just
2: just a regular dick just Just
0: a regular asshole
2: you know grade a regular dick
0: yeah (laughs) but nope yeah that's like it's like i can accept it like it's like and even like if if someone was like oh i heard kate bush was a jerk it's like i don't care that's fine yeah it's like she's just generally a jerk who doesn't like
2: people with with robert smith there's that uh great video of the uh Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you seen this? Where the, yeah. the reporter asks him, uh, Hey, how, how does it feel to be inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The Cure, how does it feel? And she puts the mic in Robert Smith's fate, uh, face and he goes, he's like, Oh, she goes, wait, I'm sorry, I messed this up. Uh, she's like, uh, are, you, are, you, are you excited? And then he goes, not as excited as you are. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
0: that's great. That's like, such a good... Just gun. like
2: and, deadpan. Uh,
0: yeah. I love that kind of like, it's like someone else that recently kind of like showed themselves, uh, like, uh, uh, King Buzzo from Melvin's. I'm like, no, mm. you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's like the element of what he was like kind of cranky guy was like fun to me. Yeah. So sort we're of like, Oh, not with Gavin McInnes. You know, it's like, it's like sometimes it's like, <laughs> can we just take like what they need? A lot of these people, I mean, ultimately I would, I would just think that they should not be shitty, but but I can, are, like I said, we can accept a yeah. certain
2: amount of it. And there's some artists like that where it's like their shtick. I think uh, yeah. the biggest question mark about like of that is Kanye, because I thought he was just a regular old pompous asshole, you know, the longest time. Obviously, he's proven to be more than that. Um, but I'm always wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt so badly and every time i snap i can't do it you know yeah he, i feel he like says with, something else that with I'm artists like, like I can't.
0: that i feel like i don't really engage with people about it because yeah like i don't know either way and it's not like a, i don't speak other people's business because i i do but you know but it's like <laughs> yeah. but it, it's just like it's like i don't know enough you know to really say and also i was kind of like assuming that it was more than that and it's not like a mm-hmm. well I told you so I don't want to like do that to people <laughs> but I kind of right. felt that with him and I, but then people would just like it's like we're like I don't know if I like Kanye as a person then I feel like a couple years ago people would just like almost like try and fight me it felt like you know and it's yeah just like, I know want to engage with you on this so <laughs> it's it's like a tiny victory but it's also like you know, I liked his early work. Like, I don't so, I didn't uh, want this
2: to be the case, you know, it's terrible. Someone so influential is so shitty, you know, yeah.
0: it doesn't like bring me joy that they're like, you know, shitty people, you know, right? especially no, totally. when they've given stuff to them. And it, and it doesn't mean that people can't like, it, I mean, it's a complicated thing. And I guess, and, you know, we don't really have to say this about Kate Bush, Cause she hasn't shown herself to be, but it's like, then you get into the argument or just the kind of like the art versus the artist conversation, which luckily we're not having with her, (laughs) but you know, it's like, (laughs) if you like Kanye given everything cool, you know? And I think it's kind of like, like people, like when I think of just like books, you
2: know, people are like, Oh, well it turns out that person was the shitty person. It's but, funny because you, know, you don't get the same, it's not the same thing with authors. Yeah. Like you like, don't get that like same accepted. level of canceled. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's sort There of, aren't many like, authors that are canceled Yeah. I feel like it's like, we should be able to talk about it, about their shortcomings and appreciate the art, but also don't. Cause sometimes I feel like it's like, well, I don't like the idea that people are like, when you mention it all, people are like, but his music's good. You know? Like, I know. It's like, well, yeah. Not, it's like, okay. You know, like who cares? <laughs> you know? But it's uh, like, it, Yeah.
2: A really funny example or interesting example of what we're talking about, uh is the HBO show Lovecraft Country. Have you yes. you heard of this? Yeah, I've been. Have watching. you seen it? Yeah. Okay, so I, he's like obviously, I mean, HB Lovecraft was a racist. You know? And even
0: uh in his time.
2: Right, even even <laughs> in his time. And it's really crazy to see like them like call that out in the show and like almost like take back that content you know like it's, it's super dope like yeah, just I, that idea a, i, I like, like that
0: show a lot i think that it's like in certain elements like i don't know if you saw the most recent episode uh, i did yeah as a you know it's like i think that you know i feel like honestly they probably stumbled over the like the two spirit oh, yeah. thing but also mm-hmm. it's like how do you talk about that in the context of like the show takes place i think, right. in the 50s Yes. You know, so then it's like, well, if I think about the character responding to, you know, the two spirit thing in that instance of basically someone dead coming back to life, but right. also someone in the 50s responding to two spirit thing without probably knowing what that is, what that so is it's sort yeah. of like, I can't put a 2020 brain on it. But then I have to also think
1: yeah that's interesting the
0: 2020 writers even really write it that way but exactly real i
2: thought that as soon as as that last scene happened that's the same that's the exact thought i had is like okay like i i get why you would do this in the context of what the character is thinking but why would you even write this you know yeah Yeah. that's exactly what i thought
0: i thought that there was like a thing where it's it's not like a prude thing or it's almost like i don't know why they really had to show it you know i feel like they could have mention like it's almost like you know and and also i I saw things where people were like you know they misgendered that person but i'm like i don't know mm-hmm. if the identity was really spoken as much to that yeah you know it's like it's a like complicated thing because then you're sort of loading up a conversation that the characters themselves didn't even have you know
2: exactly and, they have yeah, no reference and, and so but it's
0: it. like it's almost seemed like where it's like they didn't really need to show any nudity right? no it's like past the waste at all anyways you know no they didn't maybe at all debatably but you know it's like right you know it's you know so yeah it's it's yeah it's weird sometimes with with that i think they're doing as good of a job as anyone could have with the material with the material Yeah. yeah and the inversion or subversion i guess with any of that like as have you read
2: the book that it's based on?
0: No, I want to, but also I also kind of like don't want to come into watching the show yeah. with that loaded into it.
2: So I'm right. like
0: purposely staying away from it now, now
2: that I know it exists. Uh, yeah. Have you read the book? I haven't, no, uh, for the same reason. Like, yeah. I, I don't want that, like, like preconceived notions about it. I mean, I didn't know about the book until I heard about the show. Yeah. But I definitely thought, like, oh, I'll read the book and then watch the show, but I don't know. I, yeah. I-
0: I was thinking about i haven't watched the I, I didn't hear good things but um i didn't watch the preacher series that was on oh yeah. dude i thought it was great uh, i okay, love that but i've read some of preacher uh the comic yes i read and, the whole thing yeah and like i was like i was like but
2: that's a tough one i haven't seen the series though but you know i really like, like that series parts. man I, yeah. having like really loved the source material i love that series it gets a little like whatever and like the third season but the first season of that show is badass. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I guess like well, since we kind of, I'm fine to kind of go off track. Yeah, I, we're kind of thinking uh, of. I mean, this is I prefer that because it's yeah. This it's is the best way to do it. Chats would go um, right. I guess I'm even thinking about. Do you feel like you actively read a lot of like graphic novels or?
2: Uh, I used to. It really, it really depends. Like. I've gone through phases, you know? Uh, like, I read, pretty sure, around that time I read Chew. You ever read that graphic novel Chew? I haven't Chew? read it, but I know what you oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. It's I heard they are making a, a series lot. of that, too, which it's I can't life. imagine how they would ever get away with.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I've been reading a lot of uh, Ed Brubaker, um, and he's done – the main one I read is this, there's a series called Criminal – and, oh, I've heard of uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. And he also did this one called Fatale. Uh, oh, I've heard of that one. And it's like neo noir. Um, oh, nice. But it also has an H.P. Lovecraft uh, kind of slant to a lot of it, too. Like, heavily. Um,
2: did you see the color The color in space? Color out of space? What is you that color? It called? Is it color out of shape? Color out of space. Okay. Yeah, I, it's Colorado.
0: in my queue, but I haven't watched it. That's been, a I liked, badass. I liked Mandy but i've almost almost been like i'm kind of like i don't want a retread
2: of it uh it's not definitely not a retread definitely not a retread uh i love Nicolas cage just yeah for his absurdity you know and if you're looking for Nicolas cage absurdity uh this is the perfect balance of like actual like decent acting and absurdity so
0: Uh, okay yeah i always like there was like a few years where I feel like people there were. I feel like it's the conversations kind of come back around with Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Where I feel like people, they want his antics, but a few years ago it was like, oh know, no, it was a, it was a joke,
2: yeah, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, but he's like a really good actor. Like it's like no, I he's know in Las Vegas and yeah, you know,
2: raising Arizona
0: I, so much. He
2: he was misunderstood. I feel. I mean, he is misunderstood. I'm just gonna go out and straight yeah. up say that he is a misunderstood artist. Uh, I feel like what he's trying to do gets lost on a lot of people. Uh, I think he's more self-aware than what people give him credit for. Does yeah, that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, have you seen, um, oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. It's a Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, have you seen Peggy Sue Got Married? No, I
2: haven't. It's, the, uh, that's Nick Cage?
0: Yeah, Nicolas Cage. And it's... Um, uh, it's, I mean, mainly it's, it's this one actress uh, that kind of leads it. He's like a secondary character, but for whatever, the main thrust of the movie is like this lady, she kind of like goes to sleep and she's back in time to when she was younger, but she's, she sees herself as the age that she is. Oh, now. wow. Um, like 13 and, going out 30? Yeah, or like Quantum Leap or something. <laughs> yeah. you know? but, um, But like, She, uh, but he plays like this, uh, like 1950s kind of character that she like falls in love with. But he, the main point I'm mentioning is like, he does this like Gumby voice the whole time. (laughs) And uh, Francis Ford Coppola is like his uncle, but he almost got fired off the movie for doing that voice.
2: For the Gumby voice. Yeah, because
0: he he straight up is just like,
2: hi, playing (laughs) you but just does that the whole movie. It's just oh, okay. Shorts. No, I have seen, I've seen, I've seen clips of that movie. I know exactly what you're talking you can,
0: about. I think you can basically just Google Peggy Sue Got Married Nicolas Cage and it'll show no, you
2: all the good bits. I'll like watch like you know the greatest bit or the greatest hits of like Nicolas Cage it's acting on YouTube. And that's in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw The Wicker Man in theaters. I still
0: haven't you seen know. it. I've seen Wh- the original. Do you
2: haven't yet? seen it? No, no oh my god okay so i went to go see it my brother and i uh this was before like nicholas cage was like a goofball to me i mean you know he he was just a regular action he's like an oscar winner at that point (laughs) yeah yeah he was still like a like a legit actor in my brain uh at that point i still think he is but at this point like i can't it's i have complicated emotions about nicholas cage apparently he knows what i can yeah so we went to go see it in theaters Not really knowing anything about the movie. Nothing. And it was myself, my brother, and, like, there were, like, maybe three other people in the theater. And uh, as this movie goes on, you know, at first I'm trying to take it, I'm taking it seriously, you know, at first. And I'm trying to watch it, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool, you know, sweet, you know, kind of a horror mystery. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm down with the vibe. And then, like, as it goes on, it, and it just becomes goofier and goofier and more ridiculous and more ridiculous. It's like, okay, this is just hilarious. And then it gets to a point where he puts on – I don't want to spoil this for you, but I'm going to. Uh, puts on I've a, seen a, a, a full – I've
0: seen the gifs
2: okay. and stuff. Yes, pulls on a, a full bear suit oh, from yeah. head to toe and, like, punches a lady out in a bear suit <laughs> – and then, like, I was like rolling on the aisles for like the last hour. Like, I've never laughed so hard in a movie in my entire life. I'm like, it's, think, not, um... and it's not even a comedy, but I was dying laughing. No,
0: oh, yeah. It's uh, so the guy who directed it, he's like, he has like good credits on uh, Neil LeBute. Um, yeah. And he's done like, uh, well, Death at a Funeral, but I think like the remake. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And he I did like that. Nurse Betty, but I guess he directed an episode. But he has like a decent, like, yeah. You know, it's like kind of just normal director guy. But he's th- that movie, from what I've heard, basically oh what I did was I knew that I hadn't seen Wicker Man, mm-hmm. and the original Wicker Man. And so I was like, yeah. I need to watch that first. And I did like a few months ago. And then but they're completely
2: different movies. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> I want to
0: compare and contrast before I see the one because I know what I'm
2: getting into with the Nicolas Cage one. I'm gonna say it's one of my favorite film-going experiences of all time,
3: no,
2: because just that, that turn of where like we stopped like taking it seriously as a movie and just like started cracking up at everything that was happening, like especially at the end where he's yelling, you know, not the bees, not the yeah. bees, and even after that, my brother and I we had uh, we made a band dedicated <laughs> to The Wicker Man, <laughs> very short-lived uh, metal band. Uh, called Nicholas Cage match, um, and we just wrote songs that were just about the Wicker Man. The lyrics to one of the songs, just being not the bees, yelled over and over again. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it was incredible.
0: Well, it's kind of you kind of made me think of something. Um, I was listening to another uh, interview with you, the uh, Behind the Vinyl episode. Yeah, um, and you kind of mentioned because it's kind of interesting, at least personally intertwining mm-hmm. um I, th- I think you started out as like a vocalist in like in a, a metal, metal band, band. Yeah. yeah one thing i was thinking because i've started out the same way like i didn't oh, personally really play uh an instrument in any bands like i mm-hmm. just kind of got to a point where i was like i think i've run the course of like yelling and screaming and i need to kind of write <laughs> songs <laughs> yeah. you know and so sure. i picked out the bass for that purpose yeah and guitar to a lesser extent but mainly mm-hmm. primarily a bass player now for a long time now yeah but yeah my first bands were metal bands and so i think your band like that was like a deftonesy kind of
2: yeah it, it was it was not good metal like it wasn't like cool metal it was like new metal
0: mine was uh like a metalcore band kind of in the vein of like uh i don't know if you know like burnt by the sun or
2: yeah like, I've uh, heard of them. But that that's given
0: a lot of credit like <laughs> i
2: know. You know yeah every time i mentioned deftones with that i'm like yeah but that's not what it was like i imitated that i tried to imitate that as far as like screaming went like i'd have like the really high pitched scream i mean Chino know from deftones i it's still my you know probably one of my favorite musicians of all time uh and that's held up to me the entire time like deftones is one of my favorite bands but uh playing in a metal band didn't suit me ever you know i I don't know why
0: i kind of felt that too like i mean i I had a time frame where i listened to a lot of metal like i feel like when for sure i met my now wife like there Mm i have memories of like me being in my car and her riding with me to wherever we were going and just i was just listening to suffocation or like cannibal corpse and like yeah just like now in hindsight just like why
2: the fuck did you keep dating me like it's just (laughs) but that's that's like there's some cool like there's some cool factor to those bands though it's not like corn limp biscuits stained like that's the kind of shit that i was listening to for my metal band like, stuff that, like, you can't, you can't even bring up without it, like, being like, ultra corny. Like, like those bands aren't like that. You know?
0: Yeah, but it's, well, like, I think, like, what, like, I don't really feel like I ever had a new metal phase. but Yeah, mainly because, that's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was lucky, but my older, do you have an older brother? No, I have a younger brother. Okay, so then you had to be, and he, I don't know if your younger brother maybe didn't have a new metal phase. No, he didn't. Um, okay. Well, I feel like my brother came home and had like just, I don't know, it felt like he like found a corn shirt and a dumpster. Like, I don't remember anyone buying it. <laughs> I mean, he just had it. and just came home with a corn shirt. And for some reason, it was kind of like, I don't want to be that, you know? And no. Then, you know, and I don't even know why I made that decision, but he kind of shifted quickly. And this is probably more of the real reason. He just started getting into like fat records type stuff. You know, That's on the like, lookout. and then so that's kind of where i i went in behind that and then just missed sure metal for some reason
2: no that's good like it's an embarrassing uh time of my life for sure uh there's there was some okay this is how bad the band is okay i also hate this because i feel like some of the members might listen to this and i always talk so much trash about the band and they they probably they They probably they're probably always like oh man but uh um it The band was called Absent okay. with a C. A, B, C, E, N, T. And um, there are a couple songs that were floating around that my friends got a hold of and would always like hold over my head like it was like, like fucking, you know, like I killed someone. Uh, <laughs> and I I got rid of those songs, but... For a while there, they were like, "We've got the absent songs," and they would like listen to it, and, like make fun of me behind my back. I feel like which people makes would, my friends sound terrible, but it, I it was all in good it, I it was in good it. spirits.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I had that. Like people would find out about my metalcore band and try mm-hmm. and do that to me, but I don't feel like my metalcore band. And this could be me not really knowing. Maybe someone needs to sit me down and tell <laughs> me. But I don't feel yeah. like we were like that bad. You know, okay, yeah, we were so, that. But it, we weren't really like shooting too far out of the park with anything. Okay. So I, I feel like we were competent. And that's sort of like why we mm-hmm. did okay. Like we didn't do more than like open shows because we were just okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but we weren't like. T- I don't feel like we were swinging for the fences. Like, yeah. if you can't do a deftones thing. That's a hard one <laughs> to do. And it's not yeah. to, like, you know, I mean, I guess you know because you're saying it oh, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like he. And like, sometimes like actually Deftones are another thing where I try and like really watch how I talk about it because I'm not, I'm not a Deftones fan, but it's not, it's weird because it's like, I like a lot of stuff that are, that are interconnected with it or like, you know, it's like, I love quicksand and, you know,
2: with with, the bass players, now the Deftones. Yeah. And Sergio. uh, Yeah. Sergio.
0: But like, uh, just, I can't, Get into his voice, but oh, and, and I don't. It's Favorite. it's such a specific thing, but there's yeah. so many other bands that aren't that don't sound like that. That it's like I know that that's the way in with certain singers. It's like sure, I, I've had people that are like just don't like Faith No More because of Mike Patton. Yeah, but I I love the way he sounds. There, there's people yeah, equivalent to a Chino type yeah. thing that I love and so sure. it's like it doesn't make any sense and i it basically it feels like every year i go back and i'm like it's gonna stick because there's no <laughs> reason why it shouldn't based on everything yes. else i like but it i have a lot of bands it like that too doesn't. yeah what's a yeah. what's a band like
2: that for you uh shoot let me think um hang on i can there's one very specific band but you're just gonna give me a second to think of it uh the decemberists oh that's okay. that's it yeah I like they are no band all my friends love that band so much, and I know I should like it. I know I should. I know it's good, but it just never stuck with me, even though it's so good. I feel like a
0: band that could be like this for people is uh, Mountain Goats. Sure, uh,
2: yeah. I, I mean I also, love that huge discography on that, one. but it, it's such a specific way. Yeah, very of specific. Like it's all his thing. And it's interesting going like trying to wrap it into Kate Bush a little bit. She also has an incredibly specific voice and i feel like thinking about my favorite artists you know Mm -hmm. they all have very specific and very theatrical voices uh chino's voices to me it's very theatrical like the whole thing like the whole like breathy like romantic thing it's it's very specific and it's very theatrical to me and i i would almost compare though like chino and kate bush as being similar in, in like several ways and i know that that's probably like a hard sell to like some people but to me they're they have similarities for sure yeah, i mean
0: it's not any i mean not to really compare this with kate bush but like when i think of like um you know like jello you know from jack yeah, kennedy's it's like <laughs> yeah it's like if you're not given the context of it or like you didn't hear it on yeah. pro skater i wonder how it hits people sometimes like it For must sure. seem really insane
2: it must know? seem yeah like, like there's there's tons feeling. of
0: examples like i even remember like i felt like the first time i ever heard like black flag i was like mm-hmm. really like y'all like yeah. this? and it's like one of my favorite bands now but you know yeah, it's, it's interesting just, you, you, well it's like it's it's this is slightly a different thing. I think with black flag or punk bands, especially bands that were mm. like SST, you not only have to like, like the band for the music they play, you also have to kind of go an extra step and just accept the recording quality. Yes. You know? for <laughs> so sure. it's like there's so many layers to the points of entry that you have uh-huh. to
2: get to, you know. And it's, and- it's interesting too because that record, the record of Hounds of Love, it's split into in the two halves. Yes. And like two records, like two ideas. Like yeah, the first not. half is is Hound of Love, Hounds of Love, and the second half is called The Ninth Wave. And it's a completely different uh, tangent of, of ideas and songs.
0: Yeah, and it's like a very it's funny we look at we're like professional podcasters. Yeah, we know how to bring that. it back around. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the there is like a legit shift in the record. Like yeah. it's I think it's like basically at and Dream at Under Kira. Ice. Yeah. okay yeah so right at that point and it's like is that where they kind of start it's like all the uh, sounds like Charlie from Lost starts talking
2: <laughs> yes so the, <laughs> the idea behind that it's like a, a death and a rebirth yeah. and like kind of like a fever dream uh, in between
0: it made if, me feel like I was watching Lost
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, but it's just there that's such a unique thing like there's been a couple artists I've seen like like pay, you know, an homage to that where they split their record into two different ideas. And know uh, that's so cool. Such a cool idea. And even I have kinda like toyed with that idea of like, man, it'd be cool to like pay pay tribute to Kate Bush and have one side of my record sound one way and the next side sound a different way. You know, like yeah. I think that's like the coolest idea. And it's not like it's not like two half ideas it's two full ideas Do you know what I mean like it doesn't feel like she half-assed like the second side being called the ninth wave and it's just like oh we couldn't fit all you know it didn't want to be a double record or something like that it's two very full ideas purposely put on the same record
0: yeah and I don't think it's like incredibly long overall as a record like it's very um... digestible yeah, it's not, I mean, I'm kind of looking it up now, but I mean, I don't remember it being, yeah, it's, I mean, it's 47 minutes for, like, so that kind of record and the time frame, I feel like it's, like, you know, you're, it's not uncommon to have, like, hour-long records, but, you know, no, this yeah. is, like, a quick 47 minutes. So, you know, oh, for sure. There's not, and I the, I actually think that, that breaking it up does it favors it does. in that Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of gives you something else. Like it's like, like yeah. sometimes when you listen to an artist, like even if it's a record you love, you're like, well, I, you know, you know what they do, and eventually halfway through the record, you're like, oh, you know, and right? You kind of just it trails off, but it's like it gives you like a thing where like this is gonna be a little bit different, but still playing with those elements
2: previously. Exactly.
0: And I was kind well, of thinking about when I was listening to it the other day, and hmm. uh, it was like I could. Probably just start it halfway
2: through. Like you, you know, could, yeah. I and mean, it would be I a mean, full it's idea, kind of like it's what, made that way. Yeah, like what vibe of? Yeah, you
0: know, I think you should experience it as like a whole thing. But I, yeah, could just be like I'm more in this mood. You know, right? No, it's meant
2: for that, yeah. and that, that's what's sick about it too. It's like in all the singles, every single single off that record off the first side. Yeah, because that's what that first side is for. That's like the pop side of the album. There's nothing you know, very left field or they're great songs. Well, that are well-written and are theatrical. And then the second side just dives into weirdness. Yeah. But you know? I
0: think like, sometimes like we would use the phrase top loaded, but I don't think it's top loaded. But yes. In that that's interesting. They're still yeah. good. Like it's like, it's top yeah. loaded as a sense of like, these are radio, more radio singles. Purposely. But,
2: it's, it's purposely yeah. top loaded with singles. And that is yeah. an interesting idea. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's, you know, it's like sometimes when things are, a lot of times when things are kind of labeled as top-loaded, it's like you bad. don't need the second half. Right.
2: You know, that's, like, that's, and the second half of this is essential, and it's what makes it like a piece of art, you know? Yeah. As, as lame as that sounds, but it, it makes it a full piece of art because that's the idea of it, is to have it be these accessible songs and then these completely inaccessible songs all on the same record. And split into two.
0: So you do, from what I heard on another podcast,
2: uh, yeah.
0: you do have an <laughs> upcoming album. I guess it's kind of upcoming yes. as in potentially as in, in this
2: year or early yeah. 2021. How, so. we have, yeah, we haven't decided if we're going to wait till we can play shows. I mean, what's interesting about it is um, for bands that aren't like as big, you need shows. Like yeah. it's, it's fundamental to have like – an album cycle for, like, younger and, like, smaller bands. For bigger bands, you know, just throw it out there, people will get it. But for bands that are trying to make their way through things, you almost need that tour cycle. You need to to drop the album and get on tour with a band, you know, that can get you more fans, you know? Like, that's important. So it's really a weird time for bands that are, like, just trying to break through right now it's yeah, even seem possible.
0: yeah like a main one thing we decided like we have been kind of sitting on a, on a record for all right and we kind of decided like yeah. we just wanted it to come out and so well, i get what that totally yeah well we're kind of and we'll have vinyl and everything so it's like
2: oh it's yeah
0: horrible to sit on that stuff for a while but our plan is essentially like we'll we're working on another ep that hopefully by the time we can play shows that'll be out and then really its purpose is to just push the record that we've been sitting on.
2: Oh, so totally. Crossed, that, that's a great I idea.
0: Yeah. You know, and I, I think like if people, one thing I would suggest to people, if they're like a smaller band, it's like either do that approach or do kind of the backwards, like maybe do an EP and then, EP and then, do then do that, you know, the it's, like, it's like, it's like, I think it's nice that people can kind of see you're working towards something sure i think i don't know which one's the right answer it almost it it sucks to kind of tell people to like hey do a lot right now you know, time that's horrible <laughs> yeah. you know it's like writing songs when you don't feel like it because like when the world, world
2: is on fire, fucking you know? falling apart yeah. yeah
0: it's like you know it's like the cops are just killing people and we're
2: like hey why don't you write your albums watch yeah. your indie rock album yeah so yeah
0: we get it and it's, it's horrible you yeah, know but yes i t- i feel your pain on that one definitely yeah
2: but the other thing about it is I'm of two minds um because I'm also doing these streams, which I can confidently say uh will be the most exposure maybe that I've ever had coming up with some of the artists like they're they're like some of them are like legit big deals, so it's like maybe I can use that you know in as in lieu of being able to play shows, and that'll be like the same idea, same thing uh so. It's I'm of two minds about yeah. it. We'll see. We'll see.
0: I mean, I think it's like, it's like, it's either we do that. or It's like you can do, you can do nothing, which I don't think mm. my brain allows me to do. Or right. I could, like go download TikTok and like, right. uh, <laughs> it's not for me. I don't think so. I'll just
2: right. do this. <laughs> you know? The so, other thing is people need music right now, you know, like, yeah. it's important.
0: So. Yeah. But, and I guess where can people find you?
2: Uh, As far as socials or as far as music or, yeah. So the records are all on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you you stream music from. Uh, My Instagram is Warren Franklin Music. My Twitter is a really obnoxious name. Uh, It's supposed to mean Warren Franklin and the Founding Fathers. It's at WF and TFF, which I deeply regret and would love to change, but Twitter won't let me do it without losing my verified status. And I'm trying to hang on to that blue check.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: I'd probably hang on to it because, you know, I don't know. For some reason, society tells us it's super important. So yeah. I, I feel you. Like I wouldn't want to give it up. Um, I know.
2: I worked so hard for that blue check. and I, <laughs> I don't want to lose it. Yeah,
0: but I but appreciate- my
2: name, Our name is a fucking obnoxious WFNTFF. No one even knows like what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I super appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about this. No, yeah. You know, like you mentioned, you know, people know where they can find you. Um, you know, I, yeah, just appreciate you taking the time.
2: Thanks, bud. Yeah, you too. It was, it was great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Are you vegan or do you simply enjoy good food delivered straight to your door? then you should probably check out Nourish. Nourish offers culturally diverse, gluten-free, organic, vegan food for meal delivery and catering, all while enriching their community, employees, and our planet. If you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, you can find them at nourishcharlotte.com. If you're in the New York area, check out nourishedelivered.nyc. Nourish yourself. You deserve it.
0: Welcome back. Thanks for listening to another episode of Spinning Out. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. But ultimately, you know, once again, just tell your friends about the podcast. Uh anything helps. Uh we really appreciate anyone that checked us out. Super appreciate all the positive feedback. Um so yeah, just find us at spinningoutpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Also at Spinning Out Pod. Once again want to say thank you to Sarah Blumenthal for producing and editing the podcast and also to Pretty Maddie for the theme. Email us if you have any feedback. We super appreciate anyone that's checked us out this far. We couldn't do it without you. So without further ado, hit the theme. I've seen it